0: Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier, and this is Still as Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin, and we're back with season four, episode three, after an emotional season opener of two back-to-back episodes. Uh, we are here with a, with a light-hearted circus romp, Chris. It's just, a, just a little romp. but yeah. Nothing going wrong in this romp. Yeah. They, um, they
1: really, um, they kind of tricked us on this one, and I know really that there's a little did. bit in the preview about using magic to heal Uther. Uh, but if you, if you just, you, there's, it leaves a distinct impression in your brain of Arthur on that big wheel being spun. That's what I remembered from the preview when I turned on this episode. And that's really not what we got. I'm
0: going to be real with you, Chris. I watched this episode just like a couple hours ago and I've already forgotten why the circus plan didn't work out like because I know they were did they just not even try it like I don't even like did they did we just get distracted along the way and not even deal with the the circus assassination or did they just get oh no they just just swept it away they dealt with it it. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a whole there's a whole situation yeah yeah I just it was what it's it's such a like a hugely advertised part of it if you look at the the previously on from the last Mm -hmm. episode and then like it's such like almost a non-entity as far as what the the important parts it is interesting
1: because they There was a part of me that was, you know, okay, let's watch maybe a more lighthearted episode. It's been too heavy ones. Um, But then there's part of me that was kind of disappointed. I didn't want to watch something that was silly and goofy after such, you know, such great episodes because the humor just comes from the interactions of the characters. I don't need a humorous plot again. You know, we've, we've done those plenty of times. Um, And so to come into this and find, oh, 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 this is actually going to go a lot deeper and be a lot heavier than I expected. Uh, It it, it was,
0: it was a surprise so before we get into the episode i just want to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week if you uh join up you can get access to our cool discord you can get exclusive content uh which now that me and chris are like healthy again <laughs> and yeah, have, and have got to get back on top of this the, the crazy couple of months that we have had we, we might actually start releasing more of uh sorry lord of the rings fans we're almost we're almost ready <laughs> to finish that <laughs> gonna... i'm gonna rewatch the entire trilogy just to record absolutely agreed yeah um And you also get uh, access to this podcast early. So please join up if you want to. Uh, It would be a treat if you did. And thank you if you've already done it. Chris, remind everybody about what's been happening in Merlin.
1: Last time on Merlin, after Morgana tore a rift in the universe, it was up to Arthur, Merlin, and the Knights of the Round Table to right the wrong. After an arduous journey, Lancelot sacrificed himself to close the rift, and while the others returned victorious, they were heartbroken after the loss of a friend. Meanwhile, Morgana schemes with Agravain to track down the one called Emerus and stop
0: the future that Morgana so fears. We are talking about Merlin Season 4, Episode 3, The Wicked Day. This aired on October 15th, 2011, written by Julian Jones and was directed by Alice Trotton. The mighty citadel is buzzing in anticipation of the prince's birthday celebration, but Arthur's old adversary Odin promises to ensure this is one party Camelot will never forget. For amongst the assembling guests lurks a deadly assassin set to strike. As the dust settles, Camelot is left devastated. However, just how far is Merlin prepared to go to put things right? Would he really reveal? Would he really risk everything and reveal his secret? This is very nicely written. It also has like almost nothing to do with the episode. This is crazy. <laughs> this, is, this is almost a, like they were really burying the lead that Uther fucking yeah. dies in this episode. This is wild. This is, and I wonder if that was on purpose. Is. Like I wonder if this was like a big old deal at the time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how people.
1: Um, I was. And I, as I'm going through this episode, I don't know what's in store. I have seen it, but I don't, I don't quite remember. Um, I'm thinking Anthony Head. It's great to see him like getting to do stuff again. You know, Uther sucks, but I like him as an actor. Um I don't know if it's head or heed. And I, and the fact that I've never questioned that until
0: now really it bothers it me. It has to be. Um, Dude, if it was heed, we would have known. I mean I'm just Yeah, somebody, uh, somebody would have told us. <laughs> somebody would have somebody would have been like, actually it's heed and I've been like, Are you No, uh, you're lying to me because that's the dumbest way to say that word.
1: My guy Anthony here, he um it was nice to see him get to do some stuff again. And then and then this is his kind of last hurrah. And uh yeah, what a what an episode. Sh- shall we shall we jump in? Because we just start with with a with a car- carnival coming to town. Carnival and is in town.
0: We've got painted faces. we've got acrobats. we've got jugglers, we've got jesters. Uh, Merlin is just beside himself. he didn't he didn't see any of this kind of action in the small villages, right? like he, no, there's no. no none of this ever comes to the small village. Uh, the only person that's like not excited about this is Arthur. Um, and he kind of takes it out on Merlin. He's like, "Yeah, you would like this, you fucking idiot." And yeah. Merlin's like, "I'm st- <laughs> you fucking normie. What the fuck is wrong normie. with me?" He's like, "You what like the fun hell? things. What is wrong with you?" And Merlin's like, "What is wrong with this dude?"
1: Merlin's <laughs> like, oh, <you> <laughs> like, "I cannot deal with the teenage angst anymore. You're 25.
0: You 20- need to stop calling me a normie. Grow up. I'm not a normie. I'm I am I am literally your servant. That's not a that's not normie behavior. It's not normie at all." Um. Yeah,
1: um, Arthur's not thrilled. He's not thrilled about this, and w- and we get a, one last look at, at some of our uh, carnival practitioners here, as they're known, carnival practitioners, uh, and and there's some discussion of, oh no, where's the prince's gift? The prince's gift just so happens to be some throwing daggers, and you know that that's suspicious, <laughs> so, extremely <laughs> suspicious. Also, um, they they went out of hit the, us with they- the
0: op. Th- they went out of the way to like name the dude that was looking for the 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 Galdred or something. Dude, that's the, it.
1: We're never gonna hear his
0: name again. And I was like, okay, well, this dude obviously is going to be a significant part of the app. Noop. Nope. nope. <laughs> we nope. see him one more time, and that dude, is the it. assassin
1: doesn't even get named.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's in the in the credits. He is the Gleeman. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. They, Absolutely they, crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, we get the op. Uh, and then Arthur is uh, sitting down with Uther, kind of just talking about matters of state. When Uther is like, "Homie, I know it's your birthday. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's all good. Like, I need to come down and 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 party with you guys tonight." And Arthur is like, "We're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of booze, Dad. Like, we <laughs> yeah. we thought you were just gonna be up here. We got a lot of booze, and like, if,
1: we, were, we were honestly gonna do some kind of like fucked up stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: like, do you? I mean, like, magic." doesn't include mdma right like that's that's just that's pharmaceutical that's That's not magical right like that's totally fine Cause... if
1: you put aside Uther being Uther, this is kind of nice of him to remember that it's, you know, despite everything else, he actually does remember it's Arthur's birthday and he steps up to the plate. Um, but then <laughs> the he, worst you know, he's Uther, thing you know so. remembered your birthday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, you know, it's called being a dad. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, that night they just, we just cut straight to the party and um, Arthur and Uther are drinking up. The the gleeman steps up. He's you know entertaining everybody, and he asks for a volunteer for his big knife throwing challenge. Uh, and he obviously challenges Arthur. He calls him a coward, and um you know, of course Arthur has to do it. They strap him to a big spinning wheel, stick an apple in his mouth, and they spin that wheel. And the gleeman starts throwing daggers. Now we know like okay this guy is he's up to no good. He's an assassin. But surely he's not going to just throw a dagger at him in front of everybody. Yeah. That's not going to end well.
0: You can also tell that Uther is sick because I think Uther in his prime would have never allowed the hair, the no hair way. prince of Camelot to get strapped yeah. down on a on a wheel and get <laughs> knives thrown at him. It's just absolutely. Uh, but I love there's there's a, during this whole thing like it gets really tense because they keep cutting around um, and Merlin is of course like high tension. Gwen is about to lose her goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you you cut to Uther and he's just like. Like he's just like the nodding yes meme. He's just like yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, the gleeman like on the last on the last throw, like looks back at Uther, and Uther is like, "Do it." <laughs> like, he is into do this. it. <laughs> it's okay, so funny. Team, what happened?
1: Um, and and even like Merlin's watching this, and he goes all slow mo, and you think that Merlin's going to do some magic because he's like, "Oh, this is this is the one. This is the dagger that's going to strike Arthur. I have to do something." But then he doesn't do anything. Because the dagger doesn't kill Arthur, of course. It flies into the apple in his mouth. And then everybody has a good laugh, and Arthur's relieved, he's let down, He takes a big old bite of that apple, and then it's revealed secretly, okay, this was the plan. That that apple is filled with a sedative, and in a couple hours he's going to be knocked out, he'll be defenseless, and then at that point we'll take him down very elaborate i feel like you party hard <laughs> you get him drunk and then you just kill him in his sleep you, you just kill him in his um, sleep absolutely that you know yeah. w- without all this pomp and circumstance
2: yeah
0: yeah because it's not like you're not you're not like lady owena or, or, or owena arena or, or that wants to like kill joffrey in front of every single person that exists oh, right yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. not trying to do that like you're just hired to do a job um but yeah this is this is a little bit like elaborate for this uh Merlin later on Merlin has to follow a uh, drunk and kind of loopy Arthur into his room uh, as Arthur is stumbling into like the bedpost and is trying to take off his clothes and he kind of decides spur of the moment that he's going to go see his dad uh, and of course Arthur's or excuse me Merlin is like I don't think that you should do that uh, because you're not wearing any pants and then we get to see uh, Prince Arthur in his short short pants which is very funny to me yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just really funny because I know he's not wearing chainmail, but in my memory, it's like him walking around with a big chainmail shirt with no pants. No pants? pants on underneath. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I walked out. Um, this this may be a little TMI for our listeners, so I apologize. But um, I was taking a shower or something, and I brought in like a shirt. Um, and some underwear. I feel like we've talked about this have before. We? This, Didn't this, you this, get a work call? No, no, this isn't the no work clothes? call. This isn't the work call. Yeah, that, that was just me bare-ass naked talking to a mayor. <laughs> um But I had to walk out because I, I think I, I like brought the wrong shorts in or something. I don't know what it was. But so I, like I walk out and I'm literally wearing like flip flops, underwear, and a t shirt, and Autumn is like just starts breaking up laughing. She's like, This is uh, the most ridiculous uh, you've ever looked. And i like, you have seen I me told you when when my since. uncle
1: was staying here. And I ate complete shit while coming out of the shower. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like I'd left the bathroom already and I had a towel around my waist with no clothes, which was a foolish move. And I ate so much shit and I started screaming, stay away, I'm naked. I was hurt, dude. I was straight up hurt. But I was also like, get Get away. I'm fully nude, so now it does not matter if I'm alone. It does not matter if I will be alone for weeks. I am. I bring my clothes you, in because I just can't ever risk it. I can't risk eating never shit again. and being found butt ass naked on the kitchen floor. I can't.
0: Never again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, let's get back to uh, Merlin. They. Merlin, oh yeah. So Mer- Arthur
1: goes to see Uther, right?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and. Then the carnival guy, he, you know, he dispatches the guards and then he sneaks in and attacks Arthur. Um, Arthur tries to defend himself, but he starts to slowly be overpowered because he's been drugged Uh, and he kind of quickly gets knocked out. And then the surprise of the episode was like Uther leaps up and starts fighting back. And I was like, the old dog still got it in him. Still there. The war dog. He's back. I love it. Forget that shoulder uh, injury. He's, He's here. He's back. One last hurrah. Against this uh, this assassin. And he, he has a pretty good solid sword fight with him. But in the end when Uther delivers the killing blow. He takes one of his own. He takes a dagger in the ribs. And we find out in a minute. That it actually hit him in the heart. And he has internal bleeding. Um, but for now. After this big battle in, in the, their room. Arthur kind of gets up. And, and screams for the guards. Screams for help. Nobody's around. Uh, and he's just holding Uther in his arms. Uh, and, and Uther is just like. Instantly knows this is it for me. I'm going to die. I apologize for never, you know, for not being a good father. I put my duties before you, whatever. I'm like, no, you put yourself and your own interests ahead of everything. Um, Absolutely, yes. But he's like, whatever. I'm really proud of you. I've always loved you. Um, Which is, you know, you gotta have those for your last words for sure. Uh, And then he begins to fade, and we don't see what happens until the next scene.
0: Yep. Uh Um, I just want to comment that uh, it's. we, we were long on this podcast for not ta- for talking about how just absolutely horrible Uther is. Um, but like seeing that dude rise up and like in the middle of a six state, like try to like save his kid. Um, they're doing their best to make us think that he did nothing wrong <laughs> to make us only yeah. remember the good yeah. dad stuff, um, which is fine. Like this is, I think this is especially at the end of Uther's time with the show. I think that's, that's a good thing to do, right? Like they're sending him off with, with the bang, which is pretty fun. Um, I wish
1: that they had 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 ridden the line of complexity a little bit better for both Uther and Morgana, because I just and, and again we've complained this before, but it's like Morgana was good and then okay now she's bad. Um, there there wasn't as and then she is a complex character obviously. But there was just, it just kind of seems like they just kind of flipped the switch and hopped over to the other version of her. Uh, and it's the same thing with Uther. It was like they'd go back and forth between like sometimes he's like, you know, the episode is kind of f- focused a little bit more on them than making them seem right. And then the rest of the time it's like, well, no, he did genocides and he's bad. He's a bad person and a, and a horrible king. Um, and I just wish that they had maybe done a better job of balancing the two together. Yeah. I, get, I don't know. At the end of the day, you you do still kind of feel something when he when he jumps up, but it's like okay, it's time for him to go.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, we jump ahead a day, and I, I legit based on all of the behavior here, like uh, Arthur crying and him saying the things that he said to 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 Arthur. Like I thought that this dude was just dead, but no. Mm-hmm. And the next mm-hmm. day, like we see Gaius kind of taking care of him and telling Arthur, like, oh yeah, this guy is 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 about to die. Like there's nothing yeah. that we can do. Um, it touched his heart. He's he is he is going to die it's only a matter of time um we i mean we couldn't if this if if the king
1: was killed effectively by a circus clown i think that that would have been um troubling <laughs> to
0: say the least <laughs> At least it wasn't a clown. At least it was a gleeman, right? Like if if I'm if I'm going to get killed um, by a, a <laughs> yeah. circus performer, please don't let don't, it be the clown. Don't let it be.
1: Let it be a gleeman, not a clown. Um let it be one of those guys uh, uh the 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 callers, the barkers, whatever the hell they're called. The guys who shout out Yeah, stuff. the barkers. Yeah. You're, you're, you yeah. got it. Um anyway, we kind of jump around a lot here because, you know, we go visit Uther in his deathbed. He's getting internal bleeding, and then we hop over to the kind of uh the courtroom, I guess, and we're discussing how okay this was a this was an assassin sent by Odin, uh, according to Agravain, um and he that's that's what this was
0: yeah. this was all about and revenge um, for Odin's son died, which I thought. But we it's had... sort
1: of like neither here nor there because they are just like okay
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah, nobody nobody actually cares about like getting revenge just yet, um, no. and also like I I don't know that if we're supposed to know like I don't know if we're supposed to remember this or not, but I thought we had yeah, settled. Did, all they of did the... talk
1: about this before because yeah. I'm pretty sure that Odin has tried to have Arthur killed on a previous occasion. Um, um, but then, then we get a scene with Merlin and Arthur. Yeah, and um, Merlin is, and, is, is
0: basically reporting that nothing has changed, and Arthur is, you know, originally kind of upset that Gaius is doing nothing, um, and then, you know, catches himself. Like, you can see him, like, okay, I can't just yell at Merlin yeah. because Gaius isn't doing anything. He, like
1: He's, like, battling that, that bratty instinct. And I, exactly. He, he's trying he's trying to become that, that future politician, you know? The future king um,
0: that he is yeah. once of. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, is, he, yeah, is,
1: he is the once of, you know? Yeah. So he's gotta start being the now of um, um yeah, definitely how <laughs> that's definitely how that's how that quote goes that's um, definitely how that quote goes yeah he but he so he wants to do something he wants to do something productive he doesn't want to lash out at guys and merlin he wants to figure something out um we cut over to agravain who is now rushed off into the woods again to see morgana no one's ever checking to see where this guy's up to um he fills her in on the situation he lets her know that uther is on his deathbed um Morgana wants to strike right now she's like okay Uther's dying Arthur's gonna be in shambles let's go this this is it Uh, but Agravain cautions hey we should wait for the right moment you don't want to dive in there right now it's like let's give it some time and uh, he grabs her arm during this and I think that they almost frame it every once in a while like Agravain is in charge because he's bigger than her mm-hmm. and he has the physical presence over her. But when he grabs her arm and then he like slowly lets go, and you realize, like no, 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 no. Morgana is in charge here. Yeah, she yeah. is the one with the power. She might be on her back foot a little bit here, but she's still the one with the power. She might be living in an ugly witch's hut but she's still the one with the power.
0: It's it's disappointing that she lives this close to Camelot and she still can't access her like normal hairdresser that really she can't really
1: access her printing press, for her printing zine. press
0: for the resine. Like she's got all of her normal like things that Morgana would do. Morgana would do oh, throughout you know, the dude, day. You
1: know what it is? Look no around. Curtains. Look around the set. Do no you a Single. Do you? Yeah, no, not a not single, a single curtain. curtain. <laughs> not a single one, dude. She's she's off her game. She's like totally. She
0: doesn't know where she is. You know. Um, we go back over to uh, the <laughs> castle. <I love> that. <laughs> she just doesn't understand how to exist without curtains. Uh, um, we go back. she over. hasn't
1: actually fully equated that that's what's wrong yet, so she hasn't rectified it. She'll figure it out. She'll throw some curtains up She'll eventually. She'll figure it out. She will figure it out. I think the problem
0: though. I think the problem is, though, uh, even if she puts up curtains, she can hide behind them. But, like, it's it'd be kind of like... <sighs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, it'd be kind of like just doing it for no reason though, because there's nobody she could spy on or hide from or anything. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be very mass, yeah. it'd be a very mass experience. I guess That's yeah. probably, sure. 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 um, we go back to the castle where Gwen is kind of, uh, treating Uther's wounds and Arthur's like, thank you for doing this. And he's like, no, I'm doing it for you. Uh, and, and he's like, I don't really want to get into romance right now, Gwen. If you could just yeah. calm that down a little bit, if you could just uh, stop looking at me like that. Yeah. Um, um, actually, he... if you keep looking at me that way, maybe we can. No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> we'll wait till we're married. This or Game of Thrones.
1: Um, he, yeah, he starts to kind of admit. Um, he's like, well, I, I, I cannot let him die. I just don't think I can sit here, and I, I don't think I can let this happen. There's still so much that I want to say to him, and he is kind of pushed to want to, to to do more and the next scene is indeed arthur going to see merlin um where outside i don't know if he's going to see merlin or if he's just going back to his room and merlin is there um, <laughs> he's going to check if merlin they're, they're cleaned his room a, or not
0: that's what he's doing yeah. <laughs> checking up on <laughs> yeah. him uh
1: outside they're holding a vigil for uther um, and I think Merlin's always the guy who, who he's holding the torch. You know, he, he's given hope to Arthur so many times when he's despaired, but here Merlin is kind of indulging in this vigil in, in the, you know, the public sorrow, I guess where he, he's like, oh yeah, they, you know, well, they, they're just grieving. They're preparing for, for the worst. And Arthur's like, no, they can give up hope, but I can't, like, I I can't just accept this. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, while Merlin tries to tell him that there's nothing that can be done, this, you know, he got stabbed in the heart, kind of. Uh, Arthur says that, well, we there is one way to heal him, and, and that one way
0: is magic. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Merlin immediately seizes, seizes upon this, uh, and he runs to Gaius and um, explains what he wants to do to Gaius, which he wants to turn into the Sorcerer Dragoon again. Uh, he wants to figure out how to heal Uther, um, which will create the situation where Arthur is now going to be friendly to magic users like it will create a a new paradigm where arthur is is will openly accept magic people even though gaius warns like as uther is alive like he's more than likely just going to kill you for using magic in his kingdom even though you healed him uh which i'm like Gaius, why did you follow this asshole around for so many years (laughs) he's there's a moment later about gaius that i want to get i want to talk about it in a little bit of detail too that's very similar to this where he just, just like being just such the shittiest dude um but he's, but you know, Merlin is is like absolutely not. No, like, I am definitely yeah, do this. No. Uh,
1: yeah. You pretty much can't do anything to stop me. So,
0: and there's there's a moment where Gaia says, uh, "Oh, I, I was. This was the moment. I'm sorry. I, I thought this was much later." But Gaia says, "I just can't stand by and watch this happen." And in my head, I thought to myself, "You have done that your literally, entire that's life. life. That, that has been your, your mo, dude. whole character arc." <laughs> and Merlin says, just looks at him in the eye and says, "You can't stop me." And, and Gaius is Whoa. like. Okay, it just folds <laughs> like a fucking card, dude. I mean, just immediately, just just this is like, yeah, you're right. I can't. I, yeah, okay. I'm not even gonna bother. Okie okay, dokey. I'm Gaius. Oh, Let's go execute uh, some kids. I don't. I mean, like it's just so funny. Uh, um, Merlin goes back to Arthur tells uh, tells him that Gaius knew of an old sorcerer in the woods that might help, um, and. Arthur is obviously conflicted about this. He asked Merlin, you know, if this was your father, would you use magic to save his life? And Merlin says, Yes, I would do absolutely whatever it took. Um so with that sort of decided, Arthur goes to visit Ag- Agravain. Agravane. Yeah, I, I um I like this scene because
1: Arthur is asking he's not He's asking for advice. He's asking for permission almost to step over the edge because to him, this is something that's taboo. As the viewer, we're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Go ahead and do this. Uh, But to to Arthur, this is taboo. This is something that he kind of believes is wrong in a way. But I think it shows a level of, I don't, maybe it's just desperation. But to me, I was reading it as like, he's giving Merlin a level of respect here Mm -hmm. talking to him person to person, like on the same level, like I want your advice. And when Merlin gives him the advice, he says, okay. I'm going to do it. You said I should do it. And, and so, and that's the last push I needed to go ahead and do this. Uh, I just think that he's kind of sees him as an equal just for this, for this moment, because as much as he often does, he does struggle with it a little bit. <laughs>
0: I think we've all had situations where a friend comes to you for advice, or even you go to a friend for advice, and they're not looking for advice. They're looking for justification, right? They're looking for agreement, And that's definitely seems to be the case with Arthur here. For sure, for sure. He absolutely knows that, that this is not something Uther would want. Like, he can't talk his way out of that, so he just has to go and ask somebody, like, would you save your father? And, of course, the answer to that question in the hypothetical is always yes, of course but you know in the in the practicality like very few people in camelot can afford the risk and just in general mm-hmm. just the, the ability to go find a sorcerer to go heal their father like it's just not something that's very practical um yeah. and it's yeah. I, I like this too i like this whole lot like again just mm-hmm. doing a lot of really good character work with arthur um Agravain is totally against this but of course arthur is going to do this anyway yeah
1: he uh, didn't want to go behind his back so he goes to tell him <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that noise what are you doing i'm oh, no. flapping my lips actually you don't flap your lips <laughs> it the, the um, gets real close aggraving. to my ears <laughs> i did not like that <laughs> I'm
1: very, very sorry Disturbing. uh aggravating he says that he hates magic too because uh well it killed his sister yeah arthur's mom mm-hmm. so you know Bad. bummer all Bad. around uh yeah so i guess he hates it too i mean i don't think he actually does because clearly he's pulling for Marcana. but um yeah he's now he snitched to the snitch. Um, and now the next morning, um, him and Merlin set out. I love that. They are, just at the hut,
0: at the hut from me. last episode.
1: Yeah, where Merlin is like, oh, I know a place. I I'll know a guy here.
0: I know a place, and I <laughs> know that it is unoccupied because most of the people around here died last episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: which is very convenient for us. Um, and also, there's just yeah, get-
0: animals hanging everywhere, so it's like got a real big magic vibe to it. Like it has, for like, sure. oh, there's a weird magic nerd that lives around here somewhere. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, they get there. Merlin doesn't want to go inside, obviously, because he's got to go tra- change into dragoon and i love arthur being like i've never met anyone who's so scared so often (laughs) he just thinks (laughs) the worst of merlin um and then there's this whole extended bit about like merlin's gonna go off and pee and arthur's like well boy like what's happening here do you want to watch me pee no why would i want to watch you pee they're really hung up on this urination thing
0: Uh, dude it is it is a lot like there's a at the end of the episode there's a um Merlin has a line where he tells Gaia, it's like, well, Arthur has a, a lot of questions about my bladder now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, eventually, Arthur goes into the building. He um, knocks over a pot. Um, he's convinced to wait it, out inside. Merlin goes to the woods, casts the spell, uh, and then, of course, our friend Dragoon, uh, or as I like to call him, Old Merlin, enters, Old Merlin um, sees that this pot is broken, immediately okay. hands Arthur a broom, which I think is very funny. Um, what does he
1: say? He says something like, um,
0: for once in your life, like, can you do something great? Like whatever
1: Arthur keeps saying to him in the last couple episodes, yes. he, he was spitting back at him. For once in your life, would you just do as you're told? That's what he says. Um, like, Colin Morgan, he just he eats,
0: dude. Dude, he, he loves this. He absolutely this. adores um, this. This is um, like and I think it's very therapeutic for like the audience too because finally we're getting to see Merlin get a little bit back on his own, right? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um it's yeah, it's incredibly cathartic to watch this and um it just every everything about it. And Obviously when when Arthur with like the look on Arthur's face when he realizes who the old sorcerer is mm-hmm. he's like not this old man like of all the people it's this fucking guy of all um, the
0: nerds in Camelot i picked yeah. the dorkiest one i uh... but they they quickly kind of they get over
1: everything and he you know he cuts to the chase he's like will you or heal him or will you not heal him um and you know i'll reward you all of this stuff uh Arthur's clearly very desperate um and dragoon agrees old merlin agrees and he says that all he wants as as a reward is for people who who use magic to be feared he doesn't want to be hunted anymore um and in a very serious turn for the scene arthur offers his solemn word that things will be different when he's king and of course merlin is overjoyed at this they shake hands uh and now arthur's like all right let's go and he's like no 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 okay but I'm doing an extended bit that you're not really in on, so you're going to (laughs) have to come back later tonight. Yeah. I love this whole (laughs) thing. I'll I'll go there later tonight,
0: rather. Because he's like, I can't just walk to Camelot, and, and Arthur is like, Oh, I could just give you Merlin's horse. He's like, You would give your servant's horse away. Maybe you're not the man I thought you were. <laughs> like, he just leans yeah. into it so well. Like, it just, again, it just, the, the, it's just very therapeutic. Like, just so, or not therapeutic, mm-hmm. cathartic is the word I'm looking for. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually, Dragoon manages to like convince him, I will be there. I have to prepare. I'll meet you at the lower gate. Um, and Arthur still is like trying to ask questions, so Drew just keeps yelling at him, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> eventually, Drew leaves, sneaks out to the forest, changes back into Merlin, comes out where Arthur catches him, and he's like, have you been peeing this entire time? And Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah,
1: He's like, there is definitely something very wrong with
0: you. <laughs> Merlin rushes back to the lab and begins gathering up uh, spell <laughs> not books. To, not
1: to belabor the point, uh-huh. but the fact that Arthur isn't like, huh, Merlin's act Weird. No, no, no. He's just like, Merlin, you're fucking strange.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're just a weird guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, they head back. (laughs) Uh, Merlin goes back to the lab to start collecting books to try to look for a spell. At first, Gaius is being like real negative about this, and eventually it's like just decides to help no matter what. Um, Yeah.
1: Because Merlin is like, "Um, I could try this. I have to try this, otherwise I can live the rest of my life hiding who I am, and that would fucking suck. I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of living that way. Um, so would definitely would definitely love if you could if you could lift a finger to help. And guys. I'm not
0: I'm not really sure whose side I am on. I'm on, on this in this argument because. Uh, the, the show well,
1: Gaius unfortunately is kind of right yeah he
0: knows how bad this can backfire
1: he even mentioned he's like last time you turned into dra- dragoon <laughs> you ended up almost burned at the stake like everything that could go wrong did go wrong and i understand merlin's perspective i understand the opportunity that he's trying to seize upon and of course he, he it just he doesn't want to see arthur in pain right but Gaius is right. The episode tells us that. You know, he was right in the end. Of course something would go wrong. And it's not from the direction that you think it would. Because, of course, they don't know that in this next scene, Agravain goes to Morgana. And she basically creates this cursed medallion that bound to the left-hand path. Which I was Googling left-hand path. um, And gives it back to to Agravain to put around uther's neck and this this cursed medallion will reverse any healing magic and then magnify the damage like tenfold yeah so this will this will fuck him up and she says the line i love this so if, much you know, if arthur thinks that he kills uther um then he's going to be in a, in a messy state and a broken prince will make a terrible king
0: i love it absolutely love it that's a great line the broken prince will that's the a drama though,
1: that's yeah. the kind of stuff i want to hear from morgana
0: that's it uh absolutely uh Merlin eventually finds the the right book with Gaius' help. Um, Agravain places the charm on Uther, kind of um, spooking Gwen in the process. She's just in there Mm. doing his thing when he shows up. Um, He kind of whispers to Uther, like, after all this time, I'll get my revenge. And I was thinking, like, what does he have against Uther? Like, oh, yeah, his sister. (laughs) He probably blames Uther for his sister dying. I guess in a way. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, his heart's in the right place. I would just think that he wouldn't want to, like, usurp Arthur because – Arthur is still his his sister's son, you know? I don't know.
0: Dude, I mean, everybody has a bad uncle. You know He's not saying?
1: even related to Morgana. I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's a different side of the family. Dale he, he even knows her. He's just being creepy.
0: Uh, Dragoon arrives to meet Arthur. Uh, they once again confirm that, like, Arthur just, you know, kind of emphasizes that he'll do everything that he promised if they can heal Uther. Um, there's this a weird bit about like, oh, I thought the Uther's chambers were that way. And Arthur's like, I'm not dragging you through the main fucking gates, you idiot. Yeah. Like we're going the back way. Um, there's a really hilarious moment. And I, I just, I don't know who the writer is for, for doing these little bits, but uh, Dragoon, who is just old Merlin, uh, I don't know if he's pretending that he can't walk very fast or if he's just leaning into it or if he actually has like old bones and everything. I think the last time we did this, we, he actually like felt pretty um rickety as the old as the old person, but Arthur gets frustrated, so Dragoon just suggests that he gets on his back and be carried. And so they he gets in Arthur picks him up piggyback style and Dragoon begins like kicking his feet like yeah. to make him go faster like a horse and like you, you, you do it like the Yeah yeah go faster. This is what it's all about. Dude. This is what it's all about. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. This, this is a so, secret sauce. This is so 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 good. I I just can't describe to you how much joy Dragoon gives me. I'm I'm so sad that it's been like this late into the series. I've,
1: I, I I did not know, like on the on the rewatch, I'm looking forward to so many things. I didn't know that Dragoon was my favorite part of the show until we saw him again. And it just it's just Colin Morgan. He's dude. He just he eats, dude. I see a lot of people say he's cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't fully know. I I think it's a good thing, and I don't fully know the context, but I can't help but think he's cooking when I see him as as dragoon.
0: I just he's cooking, dude. He's cooking. He's absolutely cooking. He's cooking and eating. He's he's doing the both of them. I think, dude. He's doing both. He's cooking and eating. He's cooking and eating himself. He's cleaning the rare
1: the rare, rare cook eat combo. The cooking,
0: the eating, and cleaning the plate combo. The triple threat anyway
1: um, they sneak into yes <laughs> Uther's room
0: right uh, um they start and... the spell and arthur is like hey hold up are you sure that this is the right thing to do like how can i be sure and dragoon yeah he has these these last second doubts mm-hmm. dragoon has this moment where he like gives i think a speech from merlin's perspective right like he's mm-hmm. he's just saying mm-hmm. like not all sources are bad um I wrote that one day he herpes, Arthur sees them in a different light, which yeah. is a real funny yeah. typo. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Definitely... Many,
1: uh, many, he says something about many have suffered because of uh, magic. Um, herpes was born of magic. Sure. But yes, that's what we're Magic to. can also be used for good. And then he hopes, I think this is where we, where we maybe diverge I in think our Yeah. He hopes one day that Arthur can see him in a different light.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes. Uh, he herpes. And then he, he, is he very funny. with a spell.
1: And you get this brief moment of hope because it works, and you don't care about the fate of Uther. You care about the fate of Merlin. You care about Dra- Dra- Dragoon. Um, you care w- what Arthur's going to think of them. Um, and just as as Uther wakes up and everything is is has gone right, it backfires. The medallion kicks in. Um, and within seconds, Uther is dead.
2: Goodbye. Yes,
1: King Uther has been a staple of the show since episode one and he's dead now um it's arthur um, it's immediately reacts to this yeah. he draws his sword on dragoon and like just tries to kill him uh to the point where merlin can't try to like run away or anything he has to blast him with magic and then run away and, um, and we should note that
0: like the the Arthur doesn't have the only emotional reaction in the room. Like you can tell, Merlin as dragoon is oh, also te-
1: tears in his horrified. Eyes he can't believe that this just happened. Yeah,
0: does not know what happened. Um, rushes out of the room after he blasts Arthur and has to quickly change back into Merlin. Um, and it's and it's just it's so fucking sad because he goes back into the room, uh, where Gaius is now pronouncing. This is a little bit later. Gaius is there. He's pronouncing the king dead, uh, and everybody in the room is fucking crying because this is a mm-hmm. genuinely sad occasion. <clears throat> i mean um, not if you're a druid if you're a druid it's fucking i mean we're, we're getting kegs of bud light you know what i'm saying we're having a good time
1: yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah there's this brief moment too where i think i think arthur's actually looking at gaius as gaius pronounces Uther dead but it's a close-up on arthur's face just as merlin had come into the room who merlin has not been around all night he doesn't you know as far as arthur knew um Merlin was in the tavern. <laughs> As Gaius always likes to lie and say that he's in the tavern. Um, and there was this moment, at least in my own interpretation, where our Ar- Arthur was actually looking at Merlin and almost kind of like hurt that his friend wasn't there with him when it all went down. Um and I don't know if that's I think that might just be me. But there was a piece of me that thought, like, you know, Merlin missed it all. You know, sure. Arthur doesn't mm-hmm. know, of course, that Merlin was just right there but there but to him it's like I didn't have my friend here when all this went down I was alone and um there's just he's in a lot of pain Arthur's in a lot of pain
0: yes um did we talk about Gaius finding the necklace yeah he, we get
1: back to the lab and yeah. and while Merlin is still trying to is reeling from what happened Gaius has already figured it out um it's a medallion and he's like this this thing was cursed I can just tell that like this is surely Morgana has Gotta to be, be Morgana. This. that's yeah. the only way um and then yeah, okay, we're going to cut over to Agravain going to visit Morgana. And she's kind of like laying down, like she's like sulking. She can feel that Uther is dead and I think that she she I mean she looks sad. And and Agravain is like we should be celebrating and she's like, you know, we'll celebrate when when I have the throne. Like yeah. nothing has changed for me now. Um and Agravain of course avows that, you know, they will make sure that Arthur fails and and the throne will be yours. Uh, I do think it is interesting that, that Morgana might have this reaction in some way. Um,
0: this moment of humanity, I think, is, is really interesting. Again, they're, they're doing, a, I, yeah. doing a lot of character work. And as much as I complain that, um, like, in the first episode of the season, um, she kind of, like, cackles when she finds out, like, the citizens of Camelot are, are all dying. And I thought that was just a touch out of character for Morgana because she's always... Mm-hmm. Like, she's always had that battle within her about, like, I, I want to do these things. Right I wish things. that she
1: did that stuff and they treated it as a means to an end. Yeah. I mean, she's willing and not to do anything, about it. not gleefully yeah. doing things. But it's this, like, I compare this... to Anakin all the time, but like, Anakin does <laughs> <God> unspeakably <laughs> evil things that you cannot forgive him for, but you see, like, the tears in his eyes. You see this, like, this hatred that has been born up of, of emotion. And we've seen that journey. We've seen Morgana's journey. So I want to see her conflicted when she does things, or at least cold at least shut off from that I don't want to see her uh, indulging in the death of innocence and that's just not her um, but this is a moment of humanity this is, is is a moment even though he's the man that she hates it was still her father it was still someone that she has a lot of memories with um, and and this is this is human for her you know her her plan hasn't changed she's not gone soft but it's a moment of, of, of humanity for her
0: I'm gonna get a bell and ring it every time you mention Anakin Skywalker on the podcast. I, I
1: mean, we're getting you We ringing that bell, brother. <laughs> I'm talking. I am Sith Anakin. I'm all over it. That's all I think about. <laughs>
0: uh, we go back to Arthur, who was in his room. Uh, when Merlin arrives, uh, both you one can bell tell,
1: for Anakin, one bell for Jason Bourne. <laughs> uh,
0: both are stricken with grief, uh, and Merlin starts apologizing. Um, and of course, Arthur doesn't realize like what Merlin is actually apologizing for, and he's just saying that you know this is all his fault. He's completely blaming himself. My father spent twenty years fighting to fighting magic, and to think that I do better like the absolute arrogance is what caused my father's death. It wasn't anything that you did, and Merlin like tries to defend it. And says, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know that the magic caused his death. And maybe something could have happened. Maybe there's an alternate explanation. Yep. And Arthur the says... The sorcerer
1: meant no harm, you know. It just is whatever, but... Um, Arthur's response of the
0: only thing I know is that I've lost both parents to magic, yeah. and I believe that it is pure evil is fucking devastating. And then you I realize I will never
1: lose sight of that again. It is oof, pure evil, oof. and I will never lose sight of that again. This is this is the worst case scenario for Merlin. Nothing could have gone worse than this.
0: And the idea of Merlin like having struggled to to do all of this stuff like this has been his like long term goal, uh, and this is what he almost was promised. I think like when he talks to. Like Gaius knew a little bit about the destiny, but not a lot. But when he talked to uh Kilgar, the dragon, like the dragon sort of implied that as as Arthur's protector, they would usher in or maybe even said it directly, I don't quite remember the words now, but like they would usher in a Camelot, a truly just kingdom that would be open to magic users. And to now for Merlin to have potentially just completely fucked that and, and like almost altered mm-hmm. the course of history, like has to be completely devastating. And you see it on Merlin's face. Like he is devastated by this like he is he realizes he is just fucked up beyond all belief
1: it's a it's a cataclysmic fuck up and the, you know it's not his fault he was thwarted by morgana um but it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter um and and from here we go straight to the throne room it's empty arthur enters alone and we see uther laid upon his grave at the center of
0: the hall um, hopefully, he, hopefully not his grave. Hopefully Uther didn't say, yes, I want my burial wish <laughs> to be directly I, in this throne room. <laughs> I always say that.
1: I said that the other episode, too. I guess, I mean, it, it, it's like a funeral pie. It's not a pyre, because yeah. they're not going to burn it. This is like it's, um, it's like a wake,
0: right? Like, this is an opportunity yeah. for everybody to come by and and, and see the corpse mm-hmm. uh, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just very funny. This is my grave. I'm going to be buried in that. They're <laughs> going to bury me right in this yeah. stone. Bury um, me underneath the throne, please. That's where I would like to be buried.
1: What the smell, father. Um, Uther
0: heard prop me up by the box before when i die by alan jackson it was like I, I dig it i like this style yeah just put me put me against the throat and just pretend that uh, just weekend at Bernie's. my ass for all eternity i'm into it arthur's just like okay uh what do you think the venn diagram of uh still is to keeps and alan jackson listeners are do you think it's just me Do you think i'm these? It might be you i mean hey you know but
1: that's okay that's what makes it unique um we all gotta have our thing and mine's
0: uh anakin skywalker uh i'll get a bell for alan jackson too don't worry (laughs) it's once um
1: okay so arthur goes into the room and we don't get to see what happens here and i think that that kind of is for the best i think arthur gets this moment alone and this is this is a transformative episode for him outside of the room merlin sits there he's blaming himself for killing uther um gaius is reminding him like this isn't your fault you were, you know, if everything had gone to plan, it would have worked. But Morgana intervened. Um, and but that's not really the issue. Again, I don't, Merlin doesn't care that he killed Luther. Merlin cares that he is he has turned Arthur against magic forever and he will have to hide himself forever. And that is a terrible fate. And um, Gaius reminds him that, hey, you know, he Arthur is going to need you more than ever now. The time will come. You can prove yourself to him. And, you know, I get these are probably the, the things that, uh, that uh, Merlin needs to hear in this moment. Uh, but when he offers to, like, hey, let's go get some dinner. Come on. Merlin says, no, no, no. I'm just going to stay here by the door and I'm going to wait for Arthur.
0: Yep. Um, turns down the ham. That's that's pretty big. Correct? Merlin <laughs> turning down ham is huge. Huge news. Huge news. Uh, and then the next day, because... You know Camelot, they love to stay up all night doing weird shit. Uh mm-hmm. Arthur opens the door, finds Merlin. Yeah, waiting. all we
1: see of him is is him kissing his father's forehead and then walking out. Yeah. And then yeah, we we he steps out in the morning um to find Merlin waiting there for him.
0: And he says, uh, it's a new day and you know, were you here all night and Merlin says, Yeah, just I didn't want you to be I I didn't want you to think that you were alone. And he calls Merlin a loyal friend, uh, and because this is fucking Merlin, I love this. He's like, "You must be hungry," and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good, you could go make us some breakfast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, really um, funny.
1: I love it. I love. I yeah. love everything about this. There is just uh, That's like that is just so sweet. You know, I know that Merlin is he feels responsible and all this stuff, uh, but he stayed that he stayed there by his friend all night. He didn't even know he was there. But that way, when Arthur walked out in the morning, he didn't have to just go like walk the halls of Camelot alone. You know, he walked out and his friend was there waiting for him. And then they get to immediately jump into the banter. And with somebody else around, Arthur didn't have to be uh, grieving. He, he, with someone else around, he was a king. Yeah. And I think that we can see the difference in Arthur. He has like a, not a pep in his step, but a clarity. He comes out different than he was beforehand. Uh, the burden of of earlier in the episode when when Uther was dying he was like I'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet like I'm not ready to be king uh but now he is now there's no more hesitation there's no more waiting there's no more anticipation no more time to doubt now he is king and 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 Arthur has accepted that and I think it it shows I think it shows that he's different
0: absolutely um and from here we go to uh the crowning of King Arthur uh which is like you would think that this would be the beginning of an episode or the beginning of a season Mm. or the end of a season Um, but it's just kind of nestled at the beginning of this like uh you know not really a trilogy but like the third episode of this season uh and we we see him you know walk up to the throne kneel down mon moth is there uh trivia fact that i read on the wikipedia page today chris this is the last time we're gonna see mon moth oh bummer jeffrey's gone he said that that matters but he's been like a
1: uh, staple extra, not yeah. extra, but you know, he's a yeah. side character, he's always around. Oh, he said, No, well
0: no, Uther, no problem, and left. He went 20 leagues to Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> so. he's finally, he's like, I can finally retire. I'm finally a Freeman. Yeah. Um, Arthur's like, That's not how this system works. I own you now. And he's like, Nope, no, you don't. That's not how I right, contract. i dare you to find uh, that document in the library. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking the uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm taking it with me. The, yeah. the organization, whatever it's called. I'm taking uh, the, the, dewy, the I'm, I'm taking the Dewey Decimal System with me. I'm taking um, the
0: scroll of Monmouth, and I am going to fucking yeah. Tahiti. Let's see, see you guys later.
1: Adios. Um, uh, no, I love this scene. Uh, he he sworn in. Yes. He, he 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 swears his vows, and he stands up. He's crowned king, King Arthur. Nobody says Prince Arthur when you talk about the legend. You say King Arthur. And after four seasons of the TV show Merlin, now it is King. Arthur and the crowd all starts you know they erupt and they start saying uh, long live the king long live the king we see Gwen saying it and we see Merlin standing there and he's not saying it and then we just get one loud like deep voiced long live the king from Merlin um and and that's where the episode ends
0: this is good. This is very good. Uh, this is what it's all about. Preview next week about. is dragon eggs, so I'm hoping we we'll get to yell about eggs quite a bit. I'm very excited about Excellent. that. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Uh, the green screen of <laughs> Arthur being in front of the room full of people is really <laughs> disconcerting. Like it's, it's very like, oh, we, we did want to get all these people in this in this hallway together. Like they probably, I know they they film this stuff in like some actual historic sites in some cases, and I'm sure that there's maybe some limitations or like, you know, who knows, like casting limitations or scheduling or whatever, but. Like, like, it's just, it was just very, very noticeable in a way that, like, the special effects with Merlin haven't been in a while. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Overall, this is a really great episode. Like, I, I said it just a bit ago, but, like, the idea of having this huge transition and then, like, almost sneaking it into an episode about circus people... Uh, is, is very amusing to me like it's very interesting the way that they they, mm-hmm. they worked all of this and yeah i think this is a lot of character development for arthur i think it's a lot of character development for merlin and all of it is to the, to the best to the good like it's this is yeah i mean the show is really becoming a mature television show and at the same time like holding down its roots of being amusing and and mm-hmm. silly at this at the same time and I'm i'm just really astounded by that the more i talk about it the more i appreciate it
1: I would like to hear if anybody in the discord was like watching this live as it, as it came out, what the reaction was, because like you said, it doesn't seem like this is what this episode is going to be about. There is a little tease about, oh, Merlin will use magic to heal him. Um, But it just, it goes in such a different direction. Um, So I I would love to know, like, what, what, what did people think back then? Um, But yeah, great episode. This is a great trilogy of episodes. And now I am excited to see how the rest of the season unfolds. I might have seen the next one, but I'm not 100% sure. But I, no more than that. I'm pretty sure that this was right around the time that we had just happened to stop watching. Which the, is crazy because uh, these were such great episodes.
0: The next one is sets off um, some stuff about Merlin that I, is some of my favorite Merlin stuff like getting into some of the stuff that we're about to get into is, is really really fun and it has some I'm excited it has some just like really fucking bonkers like what why like really imaginative like bonkers shit is going to happen and I'm, I'm very excited Excellent. about it um, thank you everybody for listening we very much appreciate you uh, thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash sponsor of the week uh, if you're interested at all in hearing more of Chris you can go over to uh, youtube.com slash Oh shit. Is it, is it Patty Does a One Bro? Is it Patty Stardust? I believe it's Patty Does a One Bro. Um, let's find out. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Pat. I completely, I, I'm subscribed. I don't have to go to your URL. So I don't. Uh, Patty Does a One Bro. Da, 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 da. It yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, at let's Patty Patty the does, yeah, let's it's show. At Patty Does a One Bro. Uh, he, where our friend Patrick Stardust is going through Elden Ring blind <laughs> and at soul level one. Uh, and he gets some guests on there to talk about it. I've guested before. And now Chris has been on the most recent episode as of this recording. So go take a look at that. Uh, Leave us reviews. Talk to us on Twitter. And hey, have a great one out there, everybody. Hey, have a great one. Have a great one. Bye.
1: You ever you ever sit here and think Discord, what are you on
2: about?
0: No, n- never in my life, never not a single time. Sorry, <laughs> that's what I, I was just thinking. I can't I it's... can't roll with you on this one. You've never thought what what
1: are you on about?
0: Nope, I've never ever once thought what are you on about. Actually, I th- feel like even on a podcast that you and I have recorded, I have said what are you what are you on about before. So I oh, guess okay. I can't say that.
1: It's like doing an impression of a British accent, but just saying slightly British
0: things with no accent. Ex- yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Um, it's um, what did I say to Pad one time? And I got like an a, 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 an admonition from Joshua Garrity. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I said. I, I, I said something like that. I knew to be a British phrase, but apparently I wasn't mm-hmm. using it correctly or something like I thought, I thought I was complimenting <laughs> Patrick Stardust, but no, I yeah, was I was absolutely not. I said something to <laughs>
1: him when we recorded. I was, cause I, I watched back the episode that I did with him and cringed at myself the whole time. But, uh, <laughs> I said something, and I was like, "Dude, I was on the mic with him for fifteen minutes, and suddenly I think I'm from fucking England. <laughs> like, get
0: a grip!" Chris. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's that problem, dude. When you talk to somebody, you like if you're if you're social chameleons like you and I are, I think then you'll, you'll mm-hmm. just start adopting the things that they say and the way that they say it just automatically. Like you can't help yourself. But from yeah, doing it, I know
1: so. I've said it before, but I'd hang out with my cousins from Arkansas every summer, and like you know, an hour into it, I'd be like, "Well, y'all, I don't know. Maybe we should hit the pool. I don't know." It's like, Chris, yeah. why do you sound like
0: that? Are I'm, you making uh, fun of us? <laughs> going up to the north part of Louisiana this weekend for uh, funeral stuff, and uh, all of that group are because there's a subtle difference, and in... it's not really subtle. There's there's a difference between like South Louisiana accents, of which there is a variety, and a, nor- a North hmm. Louisiana accents accent, which is just like South Arkansas, um, and South Louisiana accents I think are actually very cool uh because they're they've got like culture and there's 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 Mm. some history and there's some 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 things that you can like learn about them and you can know a lot about a person by the way that they're talking uh versus like y'all want to go to the pole what the fuck is going on (laughs) and autumn always makes fun of me because anytime i spend like more than 24 hours straight with those with that group i come home and i'm like and that's when that motherfucker said i'm telling you and yeah
1: yeah, Jess always says that like whenever I like I would hang out with, with the guys. Like, you know, we're all at a gathering. She's, you know, twenty minutes in, suddenly suddenly I'm Boston, Chris. Yeah, suddenly I sound Boston like the impression Chris. I do of yeah. myself. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Dude, what the fuck are you talking about, kid? Yeah. Um You start getting like, and see, you start getting a little see, bit more. You just aggressive. called me kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just call me kid. I'm your fiance. Please don't call me kid. You just called me
2: fucking guy. All right. <laughs> okay, uh, Matt
0: Damon, what's your fucking problem? God, Matt Damon. So weird. I don't know if I like Matt Damon anymore. I think I just decided that I didn't. I
1: don't know if I, I mean, well, you know, me and the, the Born Identity, big fan. Yeah, I, I, know, know I, know.
0: Outside I don't of have a lot of opinion
1: on Matt David, I guess.
0: <laughs> Chris is looking up the Wikipedia article for Death of an Arthur because he wants yeah. to watch The <laughs> Born Identity again. And <laughs> Jess is in the corner like, he hasn't been canceled. You could can just watch the movie. It's no big deal. Well, <laughs> <Hold laughs> so not babe. So far, sure. he hasn't done anything wrong. Ugh. death of an author control f and matt damon (laughs) dude everyone here was just freaking
1: out because ben affleck showed up at a dunkin donuts with jennifer lopez um and they just i don't know what what they were promoting or whatever um but uh massachusetts was a stir they were they were excited when whenever there's a Ben Affleck sighting. I'm like I think he just lives here. I was about to say, like it, doesn't he just like isn't he just from
0: there? Doesn't he just like live? all those
1: memes of him like standing outside looking miserable smoking cigarettes? Like that's yeah. just like that's just like in Boston or wherever he hangs out.
0: Yeah, um, that's just like that's just where does some Ben Affleck live? Hold on. Um Savannah? That's Savannah, Georgia, right? He's probably I mean, he's gotta have multiple homes. He's gotta ben have Affleck. multiple homes, yeah. Um, you think J Lo's
1: putting up with the New England winter? She doesn't have to. So why
0: no, should she? No, and Savannah Georgia's gorgeous. So I don't. I, don't, I, I, bet. I, I, I bet, bet. that's it. And I don't think they're they're that kind of racist there. I think there are different kinds of races there. So J Lo should have no problem.
1: Interesting. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Got <clears throat> to you. Got to be aware of the racist uh, of the kind of racism yeah. that you're yeah, moving yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. It's got a different
1: flavor depending on where you are.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You
1: playing, are you playing any interesting video games? Have we, have um, you... you know what? I, I have... I don't know if I said this already, but I got really back back into uh, Trails from Zero, you know, one of the Trails games. Waited for this game to come out forever and then played it for about five hours and then
0: haven't, okay. haven't gone back until so, just recently. So the saga of the Trails games is, is long and storied because uh, yeah. I've known you for a lot of years and I feel like you've yeah. always been playing a Trails game since then. Oh, is, yeah. Is this, oh, yeah. Is this the next Trails game or are you going... Because you said like getting back to... like is this Yeah,
1: so... Because you were playing like Cold Steel, it's an older one. It's an older one, but it was the one that was like always missing. Uh Um, There's the original trilogy, uh, the Sky Trails in the Sky games, and then there was Cold Steel, which came out later, Um, and that they connected, but their own series sort of. And then there was just this one in the middle, Uh, the Crossbell games is what they're called, and those there was two games, and they have just been missing. There was just no need they thought to ever publish these. It's not like they were super popular or anything. Over time, the series has become more popular. And finally, 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 um, they announced that they were going to bring them to the West officially, which is exciting. I waited all this time to finally play it. And then was so excited that I skipped a game and uh, just went straight for it. Then again, yeah, I played it for a couple hours, fell off of it. And I've realized now that my problem was that I was constantly trying to follow a guide and get everything. Because mm-hmm. when I played Trails of Cold Steel for the th- like third time or whatever, I realized, oh shit, there's all these hidden quests. I thought that they just told you where all the quests were at each chapter and blah, blah, blah. There's so much I haven't seen. So I went back and played the Sky games like that and I played the future Cold Steel games like that. Um... I mean, no wonder it fucking takes me a year to finish because every five minutes I'm checking the guy. Did oh, did I buy this before? You know, this everything's time sensitive. I don't want to miss out on items and quests and all this stuff. And that's not a fun way to play a video game. I don't no, think. No, not at all. And I I don't know why I was forcing myself to do that. And I was doing it with this new one, uh, Trails from Zero, and it was it was it was killing it for me. And I like fought against myself to stop doing that and was able to 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 get back into it. And I'm still fighting it a little bit where. I will, you know, go to a shop and I'll find a a rare item and be like, shit. Well, now I should have I should have checked the shop yesterday, and I should have gone to these other three places, and I didn't. I'm like, no, 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 Just explore like you would a fucking video game. The way I did when I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time as a kid. I just went to the different stores and talked to the people yeah. as I wanted to. And then when I wanted to know what was going on with the story, I'd fucking leave town and forget about all the items. I'd just move on. And since since adopting that, uh, I've been able to make a ton of progress. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not that I have no attention span. It's that looking at a fucking guide can drive you nuts and and ruin the fun. So, that's what I've been playing, and it's been going well.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm at the point in Midnight Suns where I'm I'm creeping up on endgame, mm. and uh, like the, the game has I, I think I've told you it has the whole social aspect where you like level up your friendship yeah. with all these people. Um, and not only do like does that, like give you a pretty significant like passive benefit. But if you max out their their thing, you get like a cool gameplay element. So like you get this like little one-off battle that is like a it's, – it's, it's more of a puzzle than a combat situation. So oh, like cool. they'll give you some enemies and some cards and like, hey, here's the goal. You have to figure out how to do it with all of the cards that you have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, you get like their ultimate card, which is super cool. And you get like a, what, what they consider their midnight sun outfit. Um, I I don't know if I've told you how horrible the like ninety percent of the suits are (laughs) in this game. They're all fucking. I don't know how you make a comic book game in twenty twenty two, uh, and and like just decide to include the worst fucking outfits you've ever seen in your entire life. Like it is. They're trying to stand out by being the worst. Oh my god, dude, they're so bad. Uh, The real And
1: and you're somebody who's who's probably pretty well versed in the way that these costumes have looked over the years is this drawing from a specific like era or is it just like new ones for the game and
0: they're ugly the um the two that are um so there's a real money store for outfits right uh and oh, okay. there's there's a like maybe Three or four of those that look okay are drawing from actual comic book outfits um, that have, that have, that were used uh, like not just a one-off issue where Captain America looks like a like a, a knight of Arthurian legend for some reason because because <laughs> yeah. they have that in this game for some reason if you've ever wanted to see that
1: and that sounds pretty sick it's but... <laughs>
0: pretty fucking awful because it's still all red uh-huh. red white and blue oh, <laughs> so... <no. laughs> um but there's two uh, magic has her New Mutants uniform which is kind of a classic thing, and it looks really, really fucking dope. Does uh,
1: Magic have a sword? Is that her thing? Or my? Yeah. No, dude,
0: she, okay, does she have okay. a sword? She has a soul sword. That's right that's, <laughs> yeah. right. that's
1: right. I'm aware of this because of the sword. All right, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, have, I
0: have I have, sent you sword facts yeah. about Liliana yes, yes, yes. over the years. This is this the reason you were educated in Magic? Uh, and then Wolverine has <laughs> uh, his two paid outfits. One is like an X-Force outfit, which is like his assassin, which is like a dark black thing, which looks really cool. And then they did one that's just called Logan, where he's wearing a little... A little jaunty hat and a tank top okay. which is All awful right. and i'm not going to pay real money <laughs> for that it's just it's just absolutely gross yeah. but the um oh. but i'm at the point now where like i'm getting close to the end game there's only certain things that you can do to level up your your dudes and most of those you can only do once a day um so i'm getting kind of that i'm getting the gamer brain where i'm like looking real, up stuff uh, to like in game
1: day or real life day
0: i in an in game day um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you – and a day is, like, you wake up, uh, you you look at the loot from yesterday that you got, Uh, you talk to anybody that needs to be talked to, you maybe do a training session, you go on a mission, and then you come back and it's night, and night is when you would, like, do a hangout sesh or attend book club or <laughs> whatever you decide yeah, you want to yeah. do that day. Um, And so you're kind of limited just to leveling these people up, like, just sporadically, uh, and now I'm doing the gamer brain of mid-maxing, like, oh – I have to hang out with Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange, like looking at the internet, Dr. Strange loves meditating. So I need to go meditate with Dr. Strange (laughs) and then I need to give him a, a a, a candle that smells like a bone. Okay. I've I've got, I can, I can buy one of those and I can give it to him so I can get all my points. And I don't even know why, like, I'm not going to like, I should just end up, but what it's doing is making me play the game longer and it's going to make me hate the game by the end of it. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen.
1: Sometimes you just want to do it though. I do like the idea of you doing these these uh, these battles and something they're like puzzles. Yeah. That's my favorite type of like, like fire emblem battle or something is when there it's a puzzle that you have to do. I actually find that in the mobile game a lot with the certain challenges. I will replay the level over and over and over again and like which is can be annoying because I have to remember each step that I took to like get back to where I was mm-hmm. in the level. Um but, like, just when I finally am able to, like, beat it with, you know, none of my units die or whatever, it feels really, really satisfying that I solved the puzzle. And, like, yeah, there's anime combat in the middle, but I solved a puzzle, and it feels cool. I think that that's kind of where they're leaning towards with the new Fire Emblem that comes out in, like, a week. Mm-hmm. I think it looks horrendous visually. I cannot stand... I mean, I you know I like anime and JRPGs, but, like... What's the... Th- I mean... What is the title seen, of it? Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Um... If you see the main character in that, they got two. If diff- they got Colgate hair, um, it's not a choice that I like. I don't. I just <laughs> they don't do like have the Colgate characters.
0: hair. What? That's a yeah. that's an interesting job. Really, it's really bizarre. interesting job. Like, a, and it's it's like feathered on both sides. Interesting. That yes, is a yeah. wow. Um, and
1: I and I think I've kind of like not loved the way that. F- Fire Emblem has looked for a while. Everyone loves Three Houses, not my favorite, because well, oh, they took away that puzzle element. Like, the, the class system mattered a little bit less. Still a good game, but it just, like, it didn't feel like Fire Emblem quite as much. And again, Fire Emblem has always been kind of anime. It's not like the main character doesn't always have, like, bright blue or bright red hair or whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know. But from what I've read in like previews and stuff, like the gameplay does resemble some of those older Game Boy Advance games. Um, and so I'm really hoping to get those like puzzle battles, because that's my favorite thing, um, is it's fighting your way through a puzzle. Um, and that's, I, whereas and, and, I, I feel like Final Fantasy Tactics, as much as I love that, I feel like you just got to have some like expertise, yeah. and you're either you're fighting with your back against the wall because it's fucking hard, um, or like Tactics Ogre a game like that. Um, but it's less of a puzzle because it's more like okay, I need to I need to like be good at
0: this video game. Also, <laughs> I haven't played either one of those games, uh, Final Fantasy or Ogre Tactics, and I feel like. Um... I feel like I'm I'm due for one of those, like just to to get into it, because I'm having fun I'm having fun with this combat, but it's not like it's not quite as crunchy as I want it to be, but I definitely. I want there to be like I either want to play in an emulator where I can either hack my stats up so just to make it easy, or I just want to there to be an easy mode. So yeah,
1: I do I do like finding little hacks like that in in games where you can just like you know grind out a certain character really quick, and it's just like it's just nice it's just nice to have there. You play the level like normal, if things start to go bad. <laughs> you can just <laughs> push somebody in, and um, there is a tactics uh, ogre remaster that's on you know PS five and. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, yeah, the, there's a big rumor that. Final Fantasy Tactics is going to get the same treatment this year because of that NVIDIA leak from a couple years ago, and Mm -hmm. everything in that has come out so far, (laughs) pretty much,
0: so Um,
1: hopefully that will happen. There's also Octopath. Not Octopath, the other one. Um, Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy, yeah. But that is, was more, uh, like,
0: I don't know if that's, is that going to be, like, more tactics space Because I feel like Octopath was uh, much more, like, JRPG, like, turn. Yeah, Octopath based, is, or... is
1: JRPG. Uh, Triangle Strategy is very much, like, a Final Fantasy tactics strategy oh, okay. game. Uh, there's just a lot of reading involved. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm looking at a trailer for Engage, Fire Fire Emblem Engage, and it's interesting Mm. because, like, and and note that I have not played any of these Fire Emblem games, but, like, you're right, like, it has that, like, old-school Game Boy Advance kind of, like, top-down enemy movements versus your movements, like, expanded battlefield slash chessboard situation, and then, like, when you fight, it's like an anime girl (laughs) cast a spell. I don't like I'm not that's I'm not making a judgment on that I just it's no, no, interesting right. that that's well, the, that's funny. the combo. And then they yeah. were
1: they were always like that but there was something and I think the if you ever look at you don't have to but the game Boy Advance battle sprites for the old fire Emblem games are like they just looked so cool just they the way that they were animated looked so so cool and I I, I love that aesthetic um and it would be you know there'd be a wizard with purple hair but he was just wearing like a cloak Just because he's just, you know, it was on a Game Boy Advance. And just the way that everything looked and and it was animated, it gave it such a cool style. And now, because they can do whatever they want with graphics and character designs, everybody's kind of flashing over the top. And I understand you want your characters to not look like every other character from your game, but I feel like you've reached a certain point with character design where it gets too flashy, and then it starts to lose substance at that point. That's what I always felt about Genshin Impact. People love those games, and I always see like fan art of characters and stuff, and I'm just like... Every single one Ever, of is like gets over-designed. Just way you know? too
0: much bullshit on this guy. Like, what yeah, are you doing? so yeah. much bullshit.
1: Like, you look it's, at a guy, you look at a character like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, he's got some bullshit on him. But when you, like, really break it down, it's pretty simple. His outfit, his look is pretty simple. And I think that that's why... He's still so popular all these years later, and Koskorianix keeps fucking making video games with him in it. But this, this like, is uh, when I look at certain stuff like that, it stands out. Even for old games that I haven't played, they stand out. Then I look at Genshin Impact, and I'm like,
0: I don't. This is all nothing. It's just nothing. Yeah, uh, this is totally off topic, but I've been meaning to tell you this for weeks, and I keep forgetting. Um, hmm. I've been, I've, I've told you, I've been learning Italian and Duolingo. Oh yeah. Um, do you know what the Italian word for shark is? No. Squallow. <laughs> Ooh. and for some reason all I remember like as soon as I saw it I'm like oh yeah like that guy from Final Fantasy 8 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, now yeah, yeah. now I'm just envisioning like Final Fantasy 8 exactly the way it is except he has a little shark fin on his, on, yeah. like Squall has a little Dude, shark that's fin.
1: another thing Squall's design in FF8 on PS1 it works because he's like he's he's dressed a little ridiculous like he's got the jacket with the fur on it, whatever, and he's got three belts on. But then that's where the ridiculousness ends. Otherwise, he's just wearing like a black leather jacket, black pants, black boots, then some crazy belts just to throw it up. He's got a necklace. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, and then they redesigned him for the of Final Fantasy games, the fighting games, and he looks like trash. They only changed a little bit. They had some like fucking feathers to his belt, and they gave him a deep V, like a deep V, Jeremy. Um, and it's just these little changes, and it was enough to that I I can't stand it. I hate his redesign so much. It's just, you gotta keep it simple. You got, it has to be unique but simple. People don't know. People don't know.
0: It's a. Uh, like, it's all This is
1: one man's opinion,
0: but it's, still, it's, it's difficult, man. Like getting the character design down. Um, I wish that there like, was look a at, way.
1: Dude, look at Merlin. Merlin's design is perfect, and it's it is. so simple
0: i us see if there's a way that I can copy and paste. Cause I took some um, screenshots of Wanda, AKA Scarlet Witch. Um, because I actually like there's one outfit of hers that I actually kind of dig. Mm. Um, I wonder how I can find it. Um, so I'm going to text you a couple that I did not dig. Um, oh yeah. So this, the first one is just like, She's wearing this goofy helmet but it has this cool like rose filigree on it and I was like see this is like uh, the whole, th- oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, whole yeah. the whole thing just looks like this so it's like cool understated whatever um and then her paid thing is this like oh he- here she is from the MCU um, which is also fine I totally get, I don't I honestly short. don't know yeah, why they she's don't just have wearing
1: m- some pants and a jacket that's kind of you know she's short.
0: Yeah don't know why they don't have more outfits that are just the MCU outfits like, yeah, I feel you like would that'd think be that, would be a, that would be the hot ticket <laughs> item yeah. but um, and then there's this um because spoilers at the beginning of the game she's a villain and you can buy her villain outfit and i just want you to take a look at this monstrosity yeah yeah apparently
1: what is that what is that neon purple
0: neon purple yeah (laughs) with the
1: neon green hair with the highlighter hair
0: uh and those are if you can't tell uh those are horns (laughs) <laughs> Those are horns. <laughs> Those are absolutely horns. the coming out of her forehead. She has. She has. She looks. I'm uh,
1: to be. To be quite honest with you, she looks like a fucking fire emblem character. She this. does.
0: Yeah, she looks a lot like a fire emblem character. <laughs> Apparently, when it's you get taken when you get taken over by the bad guy, um, you just look awful. Uh, let me see if I can find a picture of fallen Hulk because you're gonna crack up when you see fallen Hulk. Fallen Hulk. Hulk? Yeah.
1: I could, I- Fallen Hulk reminds me, it's like Hulk, but he listens to Evanescence. It and is, he's it's, obviously it's evil. A, it's no, a, he's it is tough. a lot like that, yeah.
0: Um, he is... Do they have like a full body kind of situation? That's my
1: secret. I'm always sad.
0: I'm, I'm always sad and listening to new Metal Cap. <laughs> 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 okay, they don't, but like, here's the here's the thing that I wanted you to see most of anything, it was, is, is what is sitting on top of his head, because I think this is hilarious copy... Also the graphics don't look anything like this picture so I don't know where this came from but
1: furiously googling fallen hulk anyway hulk anyway I'll just text whoa, you whoa what's going on with this what's going on with that uh, it, it he is looks already. like what's that movie um uh Adam Sandler is in hell and there's the guy oh little nikki he looks oh, like yeah. the dude with, from Little Nicky who's got boobs for a for a head.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Paul a... <laughs> giving me boob head vibe. That's a real weird pull, Chris. I'm gonna just I say don't
1: that. Know. Dude, I his head's on fire, Chris. His head is on fire. It's a flaming head. I'm gonna I'm gonna like weirdly out myself to one generation of boys, um, and I just like didn't get the Adam Sandler thing. Like one when, when I was a kid, that was you. Everyone was a scholar in Adam Sandler movies, except for me. I just was like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't get why these are not funny. into it. What's, yeah, it was little like, what's the one where he's like, a, uh, he's an adult man who goes to elementary school? Is that is that Billy Madison? That could that be it? Billy
0: Madison. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, everybody
1: yeah. was so obsessed with them. I was like, I just don't. I just don't get it. It's not like I was above. Like dumb movie. Like I was obsessed with Napoleon Dynamite when that
0: came out. But like, sure. Yeah.
1: I, I just like I just didn't get the Adam Sandler thing. And I don't dislike him. I don't have anything against the man. I just didn't get it. I was never like other kids. I was um wow. I was making a shrine to squall from Final Fantasy in my yeah, room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep going. You're d I <laughs> mean you're doing was, a really good maybe job. Maybe that was the issue.
1: Mm-hmm. I made I made every character from Final Fantasy eight. Uh, out of Lego characters or out of Lego pieces. You know, I played with Legos a lot and I I custom made over the years of gathering,
0: you know, different pieces of
1: of, um, Lego guys. (laughs) I finally had built out the cast of FF8. I was quite proud of myself.
0: What did uh, what did other people say when you told them that? I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first I just, person you I told think that to. I would
1: have sh- I would have shown Steve back then, uh-huh. and he probably would have been like, "That doesn't look like squall," and that would have been it. Oh, Steve wow. was never he just didn't he didn't care. He would yeah. just say it like it is. And I was like, "Thanks." You, thank you. <laughs> Steve,
0: Steve is not a builder. He's he, he's not no. going to build you up. Just he's just going to be like, "Nope, that's not squall." He's just going to tell so, you the truth. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to tell you like exactly what he what he thinks about it. Um, that's okay. It's it's okay. Sometimes he, you need yeah, a friend yeah, like he Steve. Keeps you grounded. He keeps okay. you grounded. What what would fallen Steve look like? Would he have horns and fire on his head? do You think?
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, he dude. He's cause Steve's big into, um, Gideon the Ninth and all that stuff. So I feel like he like that. He, that would be incorporated in his thing. You don't even I told start. You, he's texting me on more than one occasion saying these are my favorite books of all time.
0: It's and I'm like brother. Yeah, I am. I, everyone's I, saying that. I told uh, Jesse, uh, our our fantastic friend who does artist, uh, who is an artist, uh, filthy wizard on various social platforms. Go check them out. Uh, I told Jesse that I was Gideon pilled the other day uh, because sure. I followed yeah. I followed a Twitter account that does nothing but aggregate other tweets about uh, all of the books about all of the yeah. Lock Tomb books, and it's just fan art and quotes. And then sometimes I read the quotes. Um, like there's a Gideon bot that just literally posts sections of text from the books. And I'm like, and I get like emotional about it. Like yeah. either I'm angry or excited or whatever. Like, it just, it's a whole thing. In. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in dude. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a rare,
1: it's a rare series that can really, really take you over. I haven't read any fantasy in, in over a year. I think I had been forcing myself to try and get through all these big books for a long time and I kept falling off of them. Uh, so I shifted and I went into, I've been reading a lot of like murder mystery stuff so you better believe I ate up Glass you when that just came out. Um, and then I have, was really was reading a lot of nonfiction because of a, a comment or a conversation we had on here, where I talked about liking history. So I was like, mm-hmm. let me read some books about history, and that's what I've done. And it's been very interesting. And I find I'm reading a lot more
0: again, which is nice. Uh, Autumn got into. Are you familiar with uh, Mercedes Lackey books at all?
1: Uh, it rings a bell. She I
0: got know. she's got like a like a huge um collection of uh i mean she, several long-running fantasy series and uh, apparently that she's released some new ones uh about like the origin of the world uh, and autumn is like all the fucking she was like on the couch like just keep playing video games like we don't have to do anything right now yeah. Just i you,
1: I just googled her name and, uh-huh. like this is the dude this is why you get out of bed in the morning these fucking book covers oh man this is what it's all about yeah
0: yeah dude like it's 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 a lot just like
1: romantic (laughs) classic fantasy like oh yeah it's the best it's
0: it's good shit dude it is is good shit this
1: is this see this is what oh wait what i meant to say was because it's been so long since i've read fantasy now i'm i'm feeling that urge again and i think i'm gonna um get back into it maybe it'll be gideon who knows uh, or maybe it'll be these fucking books dude magic's promise magic's pawn i'm like there's a person hugging a unicorn or a white horse i don't think it has a horn so so so
0: so check it out let me let me pitch you on on heralds (laughs) because heralds yeah yeah in valdemar which is this magical land uh the i think their spirits of dead warriors maybe get like somewhat reincarnated as these uh horses um, and then they're called heralds and they bond with a with a person okay. and they ha- share yeah. like a telepathic link and they can like, you know, do some cool shit together or whatever. But then sometimes like the heralds bond with somebody that's not in like the normal like system. And then like you're like, who the, who the fuck is that person? Yeah. And like you have to deal with all of that. Um, there's also a lot of weird shit about like uh you used to be able to use magic all the time and then like they executed a bunch of people that use magic so now you have to use magic in secret and all this other stuff which sounds a lot like merlin now that i'm saying it out yeah, loud like yeah it goes it goes all over the place um it's it's i read a bunch of those back in the day because she's been writing these books for decades now so uh when autumn got like super into the the new one i'm like well i'm gonna have to get back into it yeah and they're fucking breezy bro like you could probably oh, yeah. read like Dude, i love
1: a breezy book yeah. i love a breezy th- book th-
0: this is not to take anything away from it at all but like it is light fantasy it is not like uh george r R. martin where you're like oh i need Uh, to figure out exactly what flag he's describing because that's important to the plot like it's just like that's why i've been loving
1: mystery novels because most of them aren't actually all that complex yeah
0: they're they're putting everything
1: in play and then you just you kind of just follow along it's not like you're trying to like beat the author i mean i guess some are written like that and some people read them like that but i'm just following along and i do find that most of the time i actually can guess it i can guess what the twist is going to be and it's always fucking awesome when you just get it right and you're like hell yeah hell yeah i was picking up what you were putting down but most of the time you just i'm just in it and i'm like what's going to happen in the next chapter i don't even remember eight of these characters names and it doesn't matter because most of them are going to die and that's not what we're here for we're here for a mystery we're here for the final solution um not the final solution for the solution at the finale um and it's just uh it's just it's it's a good time but i would i love some breezy fantasy
0: speaking of which merlin just real quick i'm curious uh when you did, did you watch glass onion yet did you get a chance to watch oh yeah it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, i did um when you watch those types of movies are you constantly trying to guess the killer at, by the end or are you just like i am just going to experience this
1: i'm just i i, I go i just roll with it okay. um occasionally when jess and i will watch a horror movie we get into the habit um, and we both we annoy the crap out of each other by just trying to like guess what's going on. And I actually think it's an anxiety thing. I know you've said that Autumn will like look up a spoiler before watching something to just avoid that anxiety. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I get it because it's like I don't want to I don't want to be tense. But for something like Glass Onion where I know it's basically you know it's a comedy like you're here for a good time. I just indulge. I just indulge. You're in just a just like, time. And I'm like there. are brain going to tell me eventually. Yeah, yeah um, brain brain Although off. I, w- yeah, I will I say ben. I was I was a lot more anxious watching Knives Out. Because in that, you kind of know right away what happened, or you think you know what happened. And I was just anxious for our protagonist, who's not Benoit Blanc, it's somebody else. Um, so that's a little more stressful. But the second time around, I'm just like, fuck all these people, let's see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you hate everybody and yeah, Glass yeah, Onion, Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I was watching it and I, like actively trying to turn my brain off from from trying to quote unquote. That's the best solve way to watch it. it. And then yeah. I watched
1: it the second time actually. Um, well, I, I watched it by myself and then I yeah. watched it with Jess. That's, what, that's what it was. Yeah, it was uh it was it was really fun to watch it the second time because it's not that different when you already know. Um, but you get to pick up on different things. You get to see things from a different light, and and that's what makes it a, a good mystery is that it isn't ruined when you know the solution. It's still fun to go along. Um, great movie, very fun.
0: Let's, uh, we have been talking for almost 30 minutes now, so yeah. we should probably. Okay. Merlin, um, let's talk about Merlin for half that time. <laughs> yes. This, this very emotional episode of Merlin.
2: Merlin.